So you want me to start? Yeah. Mm. All right. So oh no. So I'll just say, hey, welcome everybody here to uh, the first ever Training Lab Strong podcast. Not named by myself, but uh, yeah, yeah. by TJ Tillisha. Yeah, here. I, I mean, it's the the athletes to help you name it, right? I mean, you keep putting out the athletes, and they're all as strong as you could possibly be. I've never been stronger in my entire life. Um, that's why I decided to move my entire life to Orange County. Um, yeah, and we got David Taylor calling right now. We got Colin Coach, um, another one of the, the strongest people I've ever met in my entire life. Watching him do pull-ups with 100 pounds uh, <laughs> tied to him. He's going to be wrestling in the Olympics. And so, uh, you know, name after name. There we go. Yeah. David's going to love to know that on the podcast here, he's calling and he yeah. hears us ignoring him. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it, it just shows uh, another training log, training log strong athlete that is going to be competing for the Olympics. And I see uh, gold in his future. Yeah. Um, the way he works, the way he takes everything so serious um, with his diet, with his supplementation, um, with his strength conditioning, um, he's the only guy that I know more more scared than coaches to get his information out there because he uses it to his advantage and just destroying people. You know, he's got the he's got the the motor that'll never quit. He's a, a very very engaged athlete, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So we're super excited about have you here, TJ? Yeah, uh, I totally appreciate. It. This is actually I want everybody to know. Uh, basically, me, I'm Coach Cal, and uh, I'm a mathematician by trade but an athlete and a performance specialist by passion and most of all a husband and dad of nine children so tj has basically become one of our children monica and i part of the family he and his wife and his little boy bronson and um so they've been basically telling me you know it'd be really neat to do the podcast and start letting people know about what you guys are doing at the training lab out there because they're basically everybody in the world is seeing it and uh, the results have been exceptional so uh, this really uh, I can't really take credit for this podcast we have a uh, TJ's pretty much the driving force behind it and then we have Carlos Puente Jr. here who's our producer mm-hmm. and uh, he's one of the fighters here that uh, TJ helps coach and uh, so basically I'm bringing you people here to uh, not hear about me but I want you to hear from these athletes and uh, want you to know that um, you know they are they are out there in the light and uh, but they're people and uh, they have the same stresses and they have the same responsibilities and the same things that they have to face every day just like you guys. And so this podcast, while we can uh, bring a lot of science to it, um, and we will eventually because the mantra of the train lab being success through science is, uh, is actually no joke at all. It's actually very real. But I want you to hear from these guys. These are the guys who are out there. They're putting in the work. They're putting in the miles. They're the ones that are training in the garage. They're the ones that are, quite frankly, thrown up in the workouts yeah. and, uh, and doing everything. So. Literally, I definitely have thrown up every fight camp. So <laughs> so, so I want basically, TJ, uh, talk to the folks out there. I know they're all excited to hear about your comeback and the road, the journey you've been on and stuff. So uh, so go ahead and have it, man. Talk to your people. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a secret. I've been dealing with the suspension now. I've been, you know, I'm a little, little bit under a year now left. It's been a year out. Um, I get to, I'm able to fight again on January 18th of 2021, so I'm counting the, the days off on the calendar, and, uh, and in doing so, I'm back in the garage. Uh, I've got different goals right now, now that I have the time to to do it. You know, I'm looking to put some size on and see what my body's willing to do, how much strength I can put on, and, and uh, how much more powerful I can become, and I know with coaches mind and his science and my work ethic that's going to be no problem you know it's only well, been, you're off to a heck of a start in the first couple of weeks that's for sure it's only been your improvement was amazing it's only been two weeks and not only just the the physical 
difference you can see in me like by looking at me but the numbers i'm able to do has been tr quite tremendous um especially going through double shoulder surgery the last before i got surgery and before i got suspended the last three years before that i've been fighting with uh blown out shoulders um and the only way i've been able to able to fight was uh thanks to to coach um keeping me together you know i had a full tear in both my rotator cuffs and my shoulder and my supraspinatus. I had a tear in my labrum as well as a tear in my bicep tendons. Um, and so it was no joke. My shoulders were dislocating, you know, bi-weekly. But uh, with the physical therapy coaches put me through and uh, the strength conditioning program, he kind of encased my shoulders in concrete and held them in there the best I could with strength. Um, and I, you know, fought three world titles that way and uh, was, was lucky to be able to make them to those fights. But I guess I was going to keep putting those surgeries off because it was next big fight after next big fight after next big fight. I was like, oh, I'll do it next time. No, I'll do it, I'll do it later. You know, I've I got to get through this fight. But um, as soon as I got suspended, I knew that was the choice I needed to make. I needed to get my shoulders fixed. Um, 2019 has by far been the toughest year of my life. Um, it has been, you know, dealing with the... The decision that I made and, and hitting rock bottom, going from the top to the bottom, you know, as well as going through two double, uh, going through two shoulder surgeries and being in a sling for over four months was uh, definitely no fun. So it's been uh, def a test of my character, that's for sure. But um, hungrier now more than ever, and it's time to have that comeback. You know, it's uh, time to get, regain my throne. Um, I have a lot of exciting stuff going on, not only getting back in shape and stacking some muscle on. I mean, I want so much muscle you can't even see my neck. I want to be all traps, all my, all my traps to hit my ears. Coach, this going to be a lot of work for me. <laughs> you down. Speaking of regaining the throne, yeah. um, so let's talk about like where you were, you know, former 135 champ. Yeah, for regaining my throne, that, 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 that fact is getting back my Bantamweight title, you know, um, something that I had to hand over. Because I made a stupid decision, you know, I, I buckled under pressure of, of the fight that um, that I uh, took and I uh, decided to do something that was not right. And now I'm paying the consequences for it. But ultimately, I'm going to take every negative thing and turn it into a positive. And it, like I said, 2019 has been very rough, but it's also been eye-opening in the world of business and in the world of uh, getting back to competing and getting healthy and enjoying this last year with my son. That first year of his life, I, uh, like I said, I was in three title fights back to back to back and, you know, kind of ignored the fact of, of him growing up and I realized how much I missed now that I've been out this last year and been able to enjoy it. Um, so, you know, taking back the throne is getting back to where I was at, but doing it with now understanding what I was missing out on, not only within my son's life, within business, within my friendships and uh, also family with, with the Calvitas and my, obviously my direct family. Um, realizing the time needed to be spent uh, puts puts everything in perspective, you know, and you really find out who your true friends are, your true family is, and people that don't turn your back on you. It's been a true blessing to, to have that. So taking back my throne is getting back that 135-pound belt, but doing it in style. And I'm also going to be hosting uh, monthly seminars here at the training lab, um, our home gym, my home gym for getting ready for my title fights. And it's here in Placentia, California. Um, where we're doing the podcast now. We're doing my our first seminar here on Sunday, February 16th. Um, so exciting stuff for me to get back there out there and show not only what I've learned in the past, but also what I've learned by being out for this last year. You know, I haven't shut my brain off. I've been 
doing a lot of coaching. I've been helping Juan Archuleta with his fights, um, running fight camps and helping out a lot of the other up-and-coming fighters at the training lab. And, you know, I feel like coaching is just another form of, of me training. As I'm teaching technique, I get to see it from another angle. Um, keeps me active. I won't be having that ring rust when I get back. And so this Sunday, February 16th, I'm going to show, you know, what I've been learning and uh, kind of give back to the community and excited to see, uh, you know, how many people are coming out. If we want to sign up for that seminar, what can we do besides follow training training lab on Instagram, which is training underscore lab? Yep. Is there any other way to sign yeah, up? Yeah, right now we're, we're signing up through tjdillashaw.com. It's a Camp Killashaw. Um, again, you go to the shop page on my website, and it'll direct you to my, the seminar. And again, it's something I'm going to be doing monthly. Um, this 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 one on Sunday will be a mainly MMA striking and MMA wrestling based. You know, I'm going to cover all forms of uh, martial arts in the world of MMA, as well as just collegiate wrestling for the kids. You know, I think I want to do kids wrestling uh, seminars as well too because. That's ultimately what got me to where I'm at. I wouldn't have the life I have now without wrestling. Um, I don't even know if I would have went to college without wrestling. So I owe my life when what I have right now to wrestling, so I'd love to give back as well to that. So, you know, keep keep uh, following the training lab as well as me on Instagram and, and Twitter and all that good stuff to find out when the next up-and-coming events will be. And uh, I'd like to pack this, this building because this is the, the greatest facility in the world to see the – the, the, the amount of science and the facility we have. I mean, everywhere from the recovery center, we've teamed up with O2 Recovery, um, just our mat space and the coaches we have from Mark Munoz, myself, and uh, some of the athletes. I bring Dwayne in here. Dwayne's actually going to be here this weekend as well, too. Um, just a lot of exciting stuff. I'm excited to kind of show the building off, you know. All right, so speaking of the training lab, let's talk about how the connection started between Coach Cal and TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot the fr- actually a great story. The first time to go back, every time I first time I ever met Coach Cal was when I graduated college. I went down to Mark Munoz's wrestling camp down in Carlsbad, and Coach Cal comes riding up on his bike. You know, he's got his bike suit on. He's I I know nothing about cycling at this point, nothing. And Coach Cal comes up, and Mark introduces me to him. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you, Coach. Um, you know, where are you riding around a little bit? He's like, yeah, I rode from your Belinda. Like, your Belinda? You know, I live in I live at Fullerton. I know how far of a drive that was. It took me an hour and a half to drive down here, and you rode your bicycle. You know, like, my mind was just blown by then. And then getting to sit around and listen to some of Coach's Iron Man stories was just mind-boggling, the, the punishment he puts on himself. Um some of the injuries he's gone through during the Ironman and having to finish. Um, it taken 12 hours to do a race that, I mean, I've never done anything for 12 hours straight, I don't think, you know. So <laughs> to have him be riding on a bike, swimming and running for those 12 hours is just crazy. And uh, kind of a, a goal of mine one day to actually be able to join him. Um, I know he's qualified for Kona now, and it's really exciting. So, But that was the first time I met Coach Cal was at Mark Munoz's wrestling <laughs> camp. Um, and then it was, your hair was a lot longer than yeah, I had long <laughs> hair, <laughs> had long hair, was, uh, just a meathead wrestler. Didn't know I was actually enrolled in grad school to become a physician's assistant. But at that wrestling camp actually is when I got talked into becoming a martial, uh, MMA fighter. Nice. Mark Munoz was like, man, look, you're real mean, man. I think you'd be a real good fighter. You should give it a shot. I have Uriah favorite mm-hmm. coming down here to coach. And so I met Uriah and Uriah invited me up to, live in one of his houses and to start training at Team Alpha Male, you know. And I knew how Uriah Faber was. He was a wrestler, and he was one of the only guys I knew that was 
around my size that started making it within the fight world. You know, he wasn't making a ton of money, but, you know, just to see that he was continuing to compete and making a living, it instantly got me intrigued and, and I mean, I competed my whole life. You know, I never really had a full-time job. It was always working in the summer to support my lifestyle, but during wrestling season, that was it. You know, I dedicated my entire life to it. So I felt like I wasn't done competing. I didn't reach my goals at NCAAs. Um, so I chopped out of grad school. <laughs> I packed all my stuff up. Uh, my, my girlfriend at the time, which is now my wife, is the one that helped me, talked me into it. She awesome. didn't think I'd be good at a, a nine-to-five and being in a doctor's <laughs> office. So. Much more an athlete than a student. <laughs> yeah, she's like, look, I think you should do this as well, and which was awesome because she was supporting me at the time. She was uh, had a really good job, and so I packed up and drove to Sacramento and lived in uh, lived on a couch for the next six months. Um, paying rent to live on a couch and being a broke fighter and I sold the truck that I built up since I was a teenager and sold it so I could live out a dream and uh, never turned back and you know the rest was history and then I met coach what nine or nine years ultimate later ultimate fighter right yeah ultimate fighter nine years later I was coaching ultimate fighter against Cody Garbrandt um, oh, this is once a year in the UFC already. Yeah, I was already world champion, champion um, fighting Cody Garbrandt for my, to regain my world title again, something I never should have lost. Um, so we were coaching the ultimate fighter, and I asked Juan Archuleta. I knew I met Juan up at training or up at um, Team Alpha Male a couple of times. weren't that close, but I knew he helped Joseph Benavidez coach ultimate fighter, and um, so I reached out to him. I, I knew he was a real, real nice kid, and I needed some help. I needed some bodies, and so. I asked him to help me coach, and, and in doing so, he asked me if uh, he could bring out Coach Cal to introduce him to the guys, and as soon as he started describing what Coach did for him, and I remember meeting Coach back in the day, um, I said, yeah, absolutely, I'd love to, to pick his brain as well, and so instantly my mind was blown when I um, <laughs> was re, when I re-met Coach because uh, he would kind of tell me the things that I was doing that were, you know, I was already a world champion, and I just knew that I could eat whatever I wanted to do, just work harder than everyone and <laughs> put your nose to the ground and try, yeah. you know. Do you but, remember any oh, of the things you mentioned? Shoot, heck yeah. I remember walking in, looking on the kitchen sink. Yeah, <laughs> he came into the house that I was staying out in Vegas and I had muscle farm supplements and all these other stuff and stuff that he... You know, energy drinks. Energy <laughs> drinks and, and, you know, eating all the complex carbs and com- com- refined sugars and... All the bad stuff that Which at obviously the time was just food. It was life. Yeah, it was life. I didn't know anything about it. I just like I used to make fun of like Danny for instance, Danny Castillo, a guy I used to train with that team off from male, he decided to go gluten free. And I didn't even know what gluten was. You know what I mean? So I'd make fun of him, he'd order something, and be like, Oh, give me all his gluten. Whatever he doesn't eat, I'll eat it, you know, bring it here. It's like I'd bring big old pizza and all this stuff and uh you know, I just didn't realize what it was doing to myself until I met Coach and then you know, I, I'm one of those guys that's willing to work my ass off to get to where I need to be. And and as soon as he told me these things will make me better, like, you know, the masticating cold-pressed juicing and, and juicing lemons and not eating uh, complex carbs and certain things I would switch with my diet was just mind-blowing that this could be that much more beneficial to me. And so, um, you know, I went for it. And uh, shoot, 
couple weeks after I got done coaching Ultimate Fighter, I went down and did my first training session with uh, Coach Cal in the garage. <laughs> and I <laughs> definitely, that was the, the hardest I ever worked at the time. Um, and I threw up in the garage. Yeah, so not, not, the, not the last time either. I mean, every fight camp, there's been a multiple times where I'll get back in there and, and get push myself to the extreme and, and, and have to throw up. But um, Is that when you got hooked? Is that when you knew, like, I got to work with this guy? Absolutely. As soon as I just heard his wheel spinning on what he knew and the knowledge he had, and then how, you know, it wasn't like I was, you're not instantly sold right away. Everyone's got to, like, understand it and then see the right. results. But when you start seeing results in two weeks, um, you got, I mean, it's instant. You know, I knew that that's yeah. what I, so I went, I went from going to go out there and just do a couple-week training with, with Juan and Coach to deciding I was going to do my full camp down there. You know, I decided, all right, well, I'm going to move down there for this my fight camp. Not permanently. I was going to move down and do my fight camp. And uh, luckily enough, um, Steve Martin, another huge thanks to Steve Martin, he loaned me his house that he was moving out of. So I got to go move into Steve Martin's house and, um, you know, chase my dream and get my world title back. And, uh, you know, one thing led to the next. You know, Garbrandt got hurt and my camp got extended. And within that short period of time, I packed up my wife and my son and drove my RV out to California and moved here. Rented a house, um, was was full bore because I mean, I put in, you know, I put in a, a month, month and a, no, I put in like two months of time before Cody got hurt, and I was already noticing the difference, you know, um, not just by looking in the mirror, but the way that I was sleeping, the way that I was training, the energy levels I had. Um, I was able to, I was excited to go to practice rather than. I for sure overworked myself. My whole whole years of wrestling, all my years of fighting, I was overtrained to the fullest. I would Plus wake up. Diet, right? Oh yeah, the diet didn't didn't help. It didn't help yeah. my recovery. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't able to get the recovery I needed. Yeah, one um, of the biggest things that yeah. we saw or that you saw fairly quickly was the response and the lifestyle change to the autoimmune. Yeah, that was huge. And, yeah. and so we see it actually oscillate depending on how your lifestyle is. So you mm -hmm. can really see that. The mitigating factor for autoimmunity and inflammation yeah. is actually directly tied to what you put into the machine yep. and how much you pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, the, to me, that stood out. I know uh, the one thing was later on, about three, four months later, when Dave was wrestling, you called me and told me that you guys were going to have a baby after unsuccessfully yeah. having about three, <laughs> three years. Three years. We tried for three years. Yeah. And, uh, so. Uh, you know, I, I like to think it was the diet, but I might have been drinking the water here because I have nine kids. So <laughs> might have been, been Monica's rubbed cooking. off from Coach. Yeah, <laughs> might have been Monica's cooking. But in particular, the, the psoriasis. Yes, that doesn't just go away. You mm -hmm. know, they have ads on television and all kinds of things for anti-inflammatories that are highly, highly caustic to your system, but. There's no alternative out there because everybody's selling you a bill of goods. Mm -hmm. Buy this, buy that, buy this. It's cheap ingredients, it's synthetic caffeine, it's processed sugar, it's all these things. But you saw a very key result. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw it in your hair yeah. when I was there, and then two, three months later, it was gone. I mean, yeah. there was no side of it. Yep. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, you don't get rid of psoriasis, you don't no. get rid of an autoimmune disease, mm -hmm. um, but with the right lifestyle, you actually can. You know, people don't tell you that, you know, yeah, sure. It's going to be tough. It's real hard to get onto that diet and then live the lifestyle. But, um, yeah, psoriasis, it was, it was, it was something that I developed from, I really believe from being overtrained and having a bad diet, 100%. um, and, and creating that within my body. Cause I didn't have it my whole life. I, I created it. Um, and like you said, I, I mean, I tried for three years to try to have my kid, you know, it wasn't happening. And then within three months time of me training at the training lab or training in the garage, Bronson was, on his way, you know, and that was, 
I mean, that's if you talk about. I mean, performance is one thing, but your life and you know, I mean, fertility problems are no joke. That puts a lot of stress on things. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the biggest benefit to me moving to California, right there. You know, um, that's a, that's a huge thing. So, and I changed up a lot. It wasn't that. I wasn't that I I can't just tell you I changed up one thing you know mm-hmm. I changed up my sleep habits I changed up my workout regimen regimen I wasn't like I was taking the right amount of rest times and listening to my heart rate variability I was switching my diet up I was doing cold press masticating juicing I was doing the right supplementation the hair analysis I mean I could go on for an hour to tell you what I changed um, yeah, you're a pretty cerebral guy though I remember yeah. when I sat. Before I left, mm-hmm. against the cage there with you up on that there, mm-hmm. and I had a yellow pad, no. and I talked to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and most of them, most athletes in general, looking for the quick fix, give me the magic bullet. Yeah. But you sat there and ate up everything mm-hmm. without winning your attention at all for for almost two hours. Yeah. We sat there and you took that list, mm-hmm. and you took it to heart. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was talking to you about atrazine and the aromatase enzyme and mitigating it through methane, it through carbonyl things like this and your eyes just lit up and you're like my testosterone can go up with that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah short quick answer I'll raise my testosterone I'll get bigger muscles I mean <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know part of it is uh, you know you can give the message yeah but the messenger has to be heard and so you know a lot of people don't want to hear it because it's inconvenient yeah and inconvenience was never one of your issues it was no. if this works then I'm gonna go ahead and apply my lifestyle to it fully mm-hmm. which is what you did mm-hmm. you know from food and everything and so a lot of that's you know attributed to you and the support base that you have I was I was, I was meant to be a garage athlete because uh, nothing for me ever came easy um, being a wrestler when I, I'm, I'm an athlete right and I, I pick up on things and I do things very well but I wouldn't say out of all the guys that practice with, I'm not the most athletic. You know, I'm the most driven. I am the. I'll do. I will work my butt off to get what I need to get. And so, if coach puts this list in front of me and I look at it, I won't skip one step. You know, um, I'll do everything that I need to. <laughs> in most cases, you know? he try and do more. I try to do more. Yeah, <laughs> like he told me, like this green juice. Drink this; it'll be really good for you. So I'm making a gallon of it. Right, <laughs> I need to be drinking like twelve ounces. That's like, so much dandelion. <laughs> yeah. Like he told me, like dandelion will help out, you know, boosting boosting some testosterone. Oh, and so I went and bought all the dandelion the Whole Foods had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Though we actually yeah. use that very strategically because yeah. one of the things that showed with the original testing that we did on you, which would be the the orthomolecular hair tissue mineral analysis or the HTM analysis that mm-hmm. we do was that you had an exceptional high levels of heavy metals in yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Um, in particular, arsenic. Yeah. And I remember when I sent your first test in, the lab actually called me. Damn. And they said, do you realize that this here guy is like, uh, this is carcinogenic, this is neurotoxic, this yeah. entire thing? Yeah. And um, I said, okay, what do you want me to do? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and work with them, yeah. but I'm not going to make the guy panic. Yeah. And so we began a program of almost three years yeah. of nutritional collation. Mm-hmm. We didn't resort to some of the medical pharmaceutical things like sucum or anything like mm-hmm. that because inherently a collator is going to grab everything and go with it. And so mm-hmm. all the good stuff we're putting in is going to go too. Yeah. And so we very, very, I guess, what you call it, intricately developed a plan to nutritionally collate Mm-hmm. over time using a broad spectrum of amino acids, mm-hmm. algaes, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last HTML report I showed you, yeah, it was zero, gone. Zero. I went from possibly having like neurological problems from having too much arsenic in my body to not having any. Um, 
and that's not that's not something that I want to talk about for performance enhancement. I want to talk about that for life. Like, who knows? Like, how much shorter my lifestyle my life would be from the lifestyle I was living, rather than from what I've learned. Um, so it's been a true blessing on so many. Like, and you forget about them. You know, like, I forget about the levels of arsenic. I forget not being able to have a kid. I forget about my psoriasis until I get off the lifestyle and it decides to come back on my forehead. Um, you know, but all these things have been such a blessing that you take for granted and people think that they have these dispositions and there's no way around them but taking pharmaceutical drugs mm-hmm. but it's the lifestyle you know yeah, i mean you're not i mean autoimmune you're not just born with it right away it's something that you create for the most part you know yeah i mean that th1 th2 dominance mm-hmm. is basically exacerbated by um, basically an inflammatory society that's thrust upon us mm-hmm. at every corner yeah at every corner you know i mean these kids are ingesting things that are doing horrible, horrible things to them, but the industry themselves are denying it, and you know, it's not a whole lot different than being swept under the rug like, you know, tobacco tried to do at one time, and now, you know, vaping actually got kind of exposed much more quickly, but you can take it to the sugar industry. A really cool book to read about that is uh, called Pure, White, and Deadly by John Udkin, Hmm. and how just Processed sugar ingestion itself, almost immediately upon consumption, makes your body mitigate protein synthesis, which is crazy. So you could actually be taking an adequate amount of protein for your your biometrics, mm-hmm. and you could follow it by sugar, and you can actually test low protein in your body. So it makes me go to think about all these garbage protein powders out there, because yeah. you look back there and you look at the second ingredient is maltose, dextrose, maltodextrin, sucrose, glucose, and all this stuff, fructose, high fructose, corn syrup, and you're going, but we just, we don't believe that people have an agenda, which is usually money driven. Mm-hmm. It's cheap, it's inexpensive, it's tastes good, and it's habit forming. Yeah. You talk about your dopamine receptors. Yeah. And basically the addiction to sugar. And uh, so- There's a reason why you there. crave desserts, right? There's a reason why. Yeah. There's an absolute reason why. And uh, so- you know that's that's a crazy thing, and uh, so yeah, we talk. Um, when I was, we're talking about the my hair analysis, he says that what do you call it? The HT, what is it? It's HT, hair tissue mineral analysis. Yes, so he he takes uh, the hair from the back of my head, and they send it. They 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 do themselves. Do you burn it to get the um, the lab does the lab you burns it, lab. and it tells you like what minerals are in my body, what I'm lacking, what I have too much of, what toxicities I have in my body, mm-hmm. what heavy metals I have in my body. And then try to get myself back to homeostasis, right? Right, right. Well, basically, those minerals, there's 15 of them, mm-hmm. a panel of them, you know, being calcium, sodium, phosphorus, potassium, all the way down the line. Copper, zinc, boron, manganese, molybdenum, all those. Yeah. It's one thing to actually see the levels of them, but what really is telltale is the interrelationship of certain ratios in them. Like I said earlier, I'm a mathematician, so yeah. I kind of geek out on the numbers. Yeah. But the ratio, I mean, a lot of people understand that the ratio of calcium to phosphorus is literally going to tell you an entire picture of your autonomic nervous system. Mm. So yeah, that's cool. Everybody talks about heart rate variability, and I know a thing or two about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Being, being a high-level math teacher and working strictly with Fourier transforms. and He's got his own algorithm for our heart rate variability. That's something I've never seen before. I was sleeping with a heart rate monitor on, and I would wake up, and he would text me, and tell me how recovered I am, you know, like what this day looks like. So we have a training schedule, but that training schedule changes off of how my body's reacting. I might be fighting on some sort of sickness. And if I keep pushing hard, 
I'm going to have a detriment to my body. It's going to last for weeks. Or I can nip it in the butt right away, take the next couple of days and relax a little bit more and recover and take in the right minerals and, and vitamins and then and then it'll surpass yeah. and then I'll make the bigger gains. Yeah, anecdotally, remember the second Cody fight I called you in that yep. night to my house? Yep. yep. And, uh, I'm super careful. I don't try to tell anybody what to do. I try yeah. to show them the numbers because yeah. unlike politicians, numbers don't lie. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, I called you into the house and I was like, TJ, I just want you to see these numbers. Mm-hmm. And I actually told you, I said, I think you have a virus coming on. Mm-hmm. And at the time you felt okay. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I suggest that you talk to Dwayne because you're living in Colorado. That's right. And um, yeah. I suggest that you take a look and moderate these days. Yeah. And by the time you were second day out there, like yeah. called me and said, Coach Cal, I'm sick as a dog. Yeah. How did you know? Yeah, yeah. And then we followed the protocol, but you were only what, about three weeks out of the fight. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, the problem with that is, yeah. is if we'd have been old school, mm-hmm. got to train, 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 yeah. and have this um, kind of pseudo trainer mentality that uh, my job is to make you feel like a piece of garbage and to mm-hmm. beat you down mm-hmm. because that's what we do. Yeah. That does not treat your body the way that God made it. Mm-hmm. And so you and Dwayne wisely developed a plan of moderation. Mm-hmm. And within five days, we had you coming back up. And we were actually able to peak you yeah. for that fight. And yeah. when you came in with that gridiron abs, you were showing <laughs> I had to show them what I did, show them all that hard work. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's all real. That, that's very real. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's bringing science at its most baseline level into the eucharistic cells of your body and mm-hmm. taking off and treating this body the way it was meant to be treated. You yeah. know? I like to metaphorically liken it to, we do things to this body that we would never do to an indie car. Yeah. You know, so you got this car, yeah. everybody knows inherently that, oh man, look at this car, it's a $2 million car, it's yeah. going 500 laps around there, it's going 200 miles an hour, and that's all great. And if you pull into the pit, and the pit chief sees you put mud in the gas tank, yeah. he's going to go nuts, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you'd think, oh, well, I can't put mud in there because it's going to make it not run as well. It's going to spit. It's going to sputter. It might run, but it's going to be top notch. But then we have a race car that we've been given by God yeah. that is infinitely more complex. Yet we put mud in every single day, and we expect it to perform at the highest level possible. And when it doesn't, then marketing tells us to take this, 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 and this, yeah. and we'll just fix it yeah. or temporarily put a cover on it. And we kind of wonder why are we having these autoimmune problems? Why are we having these sickness problems? Why are we having cognitive problems? And especially in our society today, and if we look at it even on a deeper level, why are we having, what do we do? In this country, we spend, what, four, three, four trillion dollars on medical care. And we are number, what, 50 in the world on medical results. It doesn't make sense. Mm. And because it's all dollar-driven, dollar man. Yeah. Not proactive, lifestyle-driven, because that doesn't make the big companies money. Yeah. As far as, you know, it's I'm not... very unfortunate. That's the lifestyle. You know, it's a good yeah. thing I'm not, we're not making this podcast to endorse the big company. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. that does let me do I want to do something right now. I heard Ben Greenfield do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, really yeah. cool. I always wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Ben, I listen to you sometimes, okay? There you <laughs> go. <laughs> um, but it's really Shout cool out. when he gets yeah. to... Uh, what I want to do is I want to say, all right, I want to interrupt this podcast yeah. to recognize our sponsors. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, But I want to tell everybody out there, we don't believe in sponsors here. Yeah. Uh, sponsor kind of has the name of uh, kind of a puppeteer like the Godfather puppeteers because he gives money and they yeah. let you, they have you sell a message yeah. that you don't necessarily believe in. Yeah. And uh, my wife, Monica, and I at the train lab here, it's, we don't want to tell anybody out there something that we don't believe in 100% yeah. and that we don't buy into. 
that we believe. So basically, uh, we believe in endorsements, yeah. endorsing people. Mm-hmm. And so that basically means you believe what we do, we believe in what you do, and together we got a great relationship. And so right now, this podcast is brought to you by the United States Marine Corps. There you go. All right. Hey. And uh, there, that's one Toughest of our human endorsers. beings out there, man. That's it. Wonderful people, wonderful people to work with. Um, also, another backers or endorsers that we have is uh, Legacy Builders, mm-hmm. which is Steve Martin. Steve Martin, yeah. Who's a wonderful human being. Yeah. And just such a great support to all you guys. Absolutely. Um, then, uh, what's Gus's company? It's the Environmental... Quality Control. Environmental Quality Control. Mm-hmm. Gus has been nothing but a blessing. Helps us do the build out here. Yeah. Pristine Hydro. Yeah. And uh, kind of leads me into the next segment here, TJ, is... Uh, O2 Health Lab or the Training Lab Recovery Center. Yeah. You know, kind of whatever it turns into here, but yeah. uh, we have a world-class prophylactic, proactive mm-hmm. treatment center for not just combat athletes, but chronically ill people, yeah. and retroactive for injuries with TBI, CTE, post-traumatic syndrome. So yeah. um, you're experiencing that in here, so let us know how that kind of brings the Training Lab uh, to another level of what you've seen. There's nowhere like it. There's not one other facility like it. It's either you go somewhere to train or you go somewhere to recover. You know, no one's ever put it all into the same building. Um, and hasn't, even if they have, they wouldn't be able to put the science that your brain has put behind it. Um, hyperbaric chamber treatments, I believed in it for a long time. I actually have owned my own heart chamber. Um, I, have, I didn't know how to use it as well as I do now um, with coach's guidance. But um, that is amazing for recovery. It is great for uh, CT prevention or concussion syndromes. It's a um, pressurized acrylic tube that you sit inside of and breathe a, like 98% oxygen, um, which will pretty much cram as much oxygen in your body that will let it take and, and speed up healing, um, maybe from wound healing to crossing that blood-brain barrier to even just um, small micro-tissue tears and, and build, rebuilding muscle and things like that. Um, it helps alkaline your body. So that's one huge thing. We got cryotherapy, you know, um, any kind of inflammation you have within the body from either training or injury, um, jump in the cryotherapy um, to, to help with that. Um, infrared saunas. Infrared saunas, um, the got, photobiomodulation coming, yeah. the microcirculation, the PMF, yeah. Yeah. and the Avacyn mitochondrial <clears throat> intensification. Yeah. And, um, you know, eventually, I guess, here, a CVAC machine yeah. and whatnot. And um, that's just the start. We have a whole list of other things we're looking to put in there. But um, I think it's super important, especially in this, uh, in this sport, um, which is relatively new. We haven't really seen what the long-term effects are. Yeah. I know that the O2 Center here treats uh, a lot of NFL people who really have uh, developed, uh, I guess you would call it, uh, kind of a kind of a bad name. Twenty uh, percent of the population actually has traumatic brain injury, sure. and what is it? Is it twenty percent or twenty-eight percent more likelihood of developing a neurological disorder, Crazy. Parkinson's or Alzheimer's? And um, nobody's actually examined this with regard to combat athletes in particular. Mm-hmm. MMA Mm -hmm. and uh, you know we can do some really cool things with the brain mapping Mm -hmm. we can see the parietal average voltage across the brain we can Mm -hmm. see what a baseline is that's from brain mapping right yeah it's from brain mapping and so if someone were to take a um, a hit to the head or be concussed Mm -hmm. you'd be able to see that not only can we see it but then we can start to treat it and we can follow the excitability areas of the brain I mean it's so cool we can see I can see not just a complete disruption in the brain voltage, like somebody put a shunt right in the voltage, mm-hmm. but I can see that they got hit on the left side of the head, the brain bounced off the right side, 
and I can see the complete inactivity on the right side and the overstimulation on the left side Damn. trying to compensate, we can treat it and we can bring these guys back in a fashion that is very methodical and healthy. What I mean is, it's not usually the concussion blow in football or in combat sports that actually causes the damage. It's, you guys are tough. Yeah. So you go back way too early, yeah. way too soon, and it's the sub-concussive blows that cause the long-term damage, causes the aggregation of the proteins and the tertiary bending of the proteins and how they begin to stick together. And I mean, sticking together proteins, you can see it right there with beta amyloid and stuff like that and Alzheimer's and, and yeah. all that stuff. And uh, so we're actually able to bring something that has never been brought to this sport to take care of these guys during their career and ensure that they have a fantastic life after their career. Yeah. And it literally could be a matter of days. Yeah. Coming back three days early and getting hit in the head is going to prolong the syndrome another, it could prolong another six months. Yeah. But hey, they got bills to pay, they got fights to take, they got mouths to feed, family to take care of. But nobody ever cared about that as long as they're out there, you know, making money. Yeah. You know, make money, get out there, and we'll deal with you later when you've, um, you know, blown a gasket. And I'm not going to mention anybody's names, but we all know yeah. of fighters and NFL players who this has happened to. And it's really sad because they're being used to make millions and billions of dollars for promoters and companies. But they're not necessarily investing that money back in to ensure that these guys have fantastic lives afterwards. Yeah. And I think they deserve that. Yeah. That's what we bring here at the train lab. I mean, that's super exciting for me. Um, not only to hear the longevity of it in my life and for my family, but the quick, like the, the training lab has just been up and, and put up. I haven't even been in through a training camp yet since this building has been together, um, which is very exciting for me to be able to experience all this recovery um, when I get back to training camp. But also, I'm, I'm one of those athletes that's too tough for their own good. You know, uh, two weeks before my last fight, I was in a uh, boxing sparring that I probably shouldn't have been doing with someone I didn't really know. And um, the guy's an absolute killer. I don't remember his name. But um, I uh, was concussed two weeks before my Cejudo fight. and um, No doubt. I mean, on a high uh, level, because I even saw it. Yeah. I, I saw it. And you were yeah. trying to keep it kind of on the hush, and you were you're trying to tough it out. Yeah. But I could even see it in your verbal communication yeah. and your cognitive response or reaction when I would talk to you about things. And yeah. so I, 100% you were concussed. And, that, you know, it's real unfortunate. I mean, obviously, I still think even if I would have known it, I probably would have taken the fight because of the opportunity. But obviously, it's not smart. If I would have known, maybe if I, maybe if I could have been shown how my brain was reacting to what happened, maybe I would have tried to delay my fight with Cejudo um, because I hardly got hit. You know, I pretty much got flicked behind you the ear. I didn't see you get hit. It just crazed you. It just kind of um, lost the equilibrium. So, I mean, it's one of those things that uh, you live and learn. And so uh, everything happens for a reason, though. I truly do believe that. Um, God has made these these things happen in our life and he knows how strong we are and how much we can handle and so he's given me what I can handle and he's given me the people around me and has shown me the right and wrong and given me the decision to make so um, I won't I won't I would never take take it back even the bad decisions I've made because it's brought me to where I'm at today and I highly believe that not only will I be the best athlete you'll have ever seen but the best human being, the best father, and uh, the best businessman. So everything's come full circle, and uh, I know it's for a reason. Well, you know what, folks? That's a great way to end the first podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I can't think of a better way. Uh, so I want to thank you all for tuning in to uh, Train Left's Drum, coined by TJ Dillashaw. Heck yeah. And, uh, but I want to do a shout out to his uh, new company. Oh, yes. That's thank having you. Uh, basically kind yeah. of a grand opening on Saturday. It's Clean Juice Company. Yeah. has wonderful people, wonderful organizations. So yeah. we'll let him tell you about it real quick. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty funny that um, Coach has two athletes now have started businesses <laughs> because of him. Um, David Taylor has started his own juice company. Uh, K2 Roots. K2 Roots. Yeah. Um, and now I have just joined a franchise, Clean Juice, the only USDA, USDA-approved organic franchise in the whole nation. I knew that if I was going to do something like this, I'd only do the best because uh, that's the lifestyle I live. Um, and because I got so into masticating juicing and the lifestyle and seeing what it's done for myself, I decided to open my own store. We're having our grand opening now, February 15th. That's Saturday uh, from 8 to 8, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. But our main times will be from 11 to 3. Um, would love to see everyone come out it's here in Yorba Linda. On the, the biggest cross streets are Yorba Linda Boulevard and Imperial. Um, very exciting stuff. I'm I'm really intrigued by it. And so I have to thank Coach for kind of pointing <laughs> me in that direction and the lifestyle he's given me. So uh, I'd love to see you all there. What's the address for the Grand Opening? Yeah, the address is 4881 Valencia Avenue, and that's in your Belinda, California, 92886. Um, I, I hear you have a, kind of a secret item. Yeah. So that, uh, that you're not letting anybody out on. I got yeah. to let everybody hear this one, all right? Yeah. Uh, this, is, uh, this is good. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, this is... Um, Nobody gets to know. Yeah, it's, it's the, it's, so within the franchise, we all have the same juices throughout the nation, right? But uh, I get to create my own juice, and it's going to be the Coach Cal. <laughs> Coach Cal is the juice that I drink on a daily basis that me and my wife make every single day. It is a secret recipe to help with multiple things, um, to help with my performance, to help with my health and nutrition. And it is a uh, recipe that Coach has put together that I'm excited to share with the world. Not the ingredients, but the actual product. <laughs> so if you're in the Southern California area and you want to get the Coach Cal, it's on the secret menu. Um, you can come, come into uh, Clean Juice Your Belinda and give it an order. Um, this is something that has been created from uh, the hair analysis, you know, um, things that I have been needing to get out of my body or get back into my body. And uh, I think that's the one thing when I tell people about what you do and they're super intrigued in is the hair analysis because everyone wants to know, like, mm-hmm. what's going on in their body. Like, yeah. not only, like, the minerals and the toxicity, the toxic um, things I have in my body, but also, like, um, uh, my tendencies. Yes, my tendencies. Like, what tendencies do you have in your body? Like, some people will have tendencies of, uh, you might have a, it might be, like, the, the the something like easy to become a um, diabetic or right. oh, certain things like within that right coach hundred percent yeah. yeah I mean and most of the time when you test someone you see that people have tendencies mm-hmm. for illnesses and disease oh, right you can see it you can see uh, definitely the way they interact insulin resistance um, you can see a lot of it actually a tremendous amount the HTMA acts as a real good springboard but we'll save that for another podcast all right fair yeah. enough but yeah right. if you guys are interested in finding out what's going on with your body make sure to reach out to the training lab the hair analysis is some of the most intriguing stuff I've ever done to see like what's going on within my body and uh how to fix it so that's something i had to get out there i had to let everyone know and uh if you don't know now you know let's visit uh traininglab.com if you want more info on that and uh we're at 1025 ortega way suite b Placentia, california California. yeah so i hope to see you on sunday come to the seminar come check out the spot um let us show you the the recovery we got and all the great minds we have within this building